The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. Well, the Chiefs, what can I say? We're going to say a lot about it, actually. And the Steelers, they're coming up right around the corner. It's the bye week here on show 389. First, I'd like to offer my condolences to Bud Adams and family. Owner of the Houston Oilers, then the Tennessee Titans. Original AFL owner, along with Al Davis, I'm sure with some contention going down back in the day. But this is one of the original AFL owners and one of the driving forces that made this league so great. And that is all I have to say about that. other news since it is a bye week I have noticed a few things going down in the NFL town and here's one of them one of my favorite things that happened was the Patriots lost to the Jets on an obscure penalty during a kick which allowed the Jets to get a 15 yard advantage and the field goal and the win against Belichick you just gotta love it when a payback comes down And I got to love it because paybacks are a real biatch. Aren't they, Bella Cheat? And in other news, the Black Mamba, the most popular female self-satisfying dildo on the market, has been replaced by a newcomer. Yes, the Manning has now replaced the Black Mama in sales. Speculation is that the likes of Trey Wingo and Chris Collingsworth, along with other sports mainstream media, have increased sales dramatically. What can I say but go figure. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for the Chiefs. Yes, it looked like a beating. It was a beating. But there are some lessons to be taken from this game. We're going to talk about that. And the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into our house. We've done well with them in the past, but they're on a roll. we got to hit on that for sure. We have the phone line and a little bit about Coliseum City. (laughs) I hope so, but who knows? That should do it for this show, so let's roll out. First off is Coliseum City. (laughs) I sure hope so. Well, recently the city of Oakland and Mayor Gene Kwan 
Unbelievable. Don't get me started. Have announced that two very serious, very wealthy investors, one from Dubai, where a lot of dough resides, are eyeing the possibility of Coliseum City in Oakland. Now, in order for this multi-billion dollar idea to succeed, they need to keep all three franchises in Oakland. They must keep the A's, they must keep the Raiders, and they must keep the Warriors. Now, for all those who thought the Warriors were already gone, not true, not true at all. Their stadium deal uh, is not doing very well at all, and the expectation of it being done by 2017 is a laugh, to say the very least. So everything is in play. A lot of money for infrastructure costs. A lot of stuff going down. So I don't have much hope in it just because Gene Guan is the one running the show and she is so lame, I can't even tell you. And the A's also want to move to San Jose. That's where they want their new home. Now, you know, this deal would have done much better when all teams were stuck here looking for help when they needed it, crying out for it, really, to find a new idea and a solution to the stadium mess. But now that everyone's ready to leave, actually with one freaking foot out the door, well, now it's an emergency. This is why I see Gene Kwan is so lame and so late, and this is a huge project that I hope works. I hope it goes down. That would be a great thing. So stay in tune and stay in touch. We're going to keep our ear to this story because it is so very important that all three three franchises stay in Oakland. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, we have to have it, so we're going to get it. It's the post game for the Chiefs versus Raiders. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> Brother. Second in the NFL in kickoff return yardage in his own end zone. And Sebastian Janikowski, the man they have nicknamed Seabass, one of the all-time greats, set to boot it away for Oakland. Raiders, Chiefs. Underway here in Kansas City, Janikowski boots it through the end zone, and KC will have it from the 20. You know, even though we got beat 24-7, I still feel that the Chiefs are paper tigers. I think they're not that good, and I think that our defense showed it early in the game. Denarius Moore scored only touchdown. Great pass from Terrell Pryor. Pryor. To Moore, first down, inside the 20, no one's going to get more. Touchdown Raiders, 39 yards, and Oakland taking the 6 to nothing lead. And remember, Spiro, Brandon Flowers, their starting corner, is out. And what did Terrell Pryor say to us last night? If I get the matchup on Marcus Cooper, the rookie, that's where I'm going to go with the football. They just throw a simple slant route, and Cooper takes a poor angle. That's when our offensive line was still intact to a degree. Two offensive linemen injuries later, we couldn't put a ball anywhere. We couldn't do anything. Terrell got sacked 10 times and threw three picks. 
He's got to learn not to throw those balls. He's got to learn to throw the ball away. Even if we lose, we cannot lose the football. Those turnovers cost points, points that are precious in a game when you've got seven on the board yourself. The offense needs work. We all know the offensive line needs work. When Valdir and uh, Wisniewski show up, things will get better. Our run game will work. Our pass protection will be better. Then we'll see the Raiders' offense in full blossom, and I think we're pretty damn good when we have an offensive line, to be quite honest with you. The defense played awesome. Now joining us, as he does every single Monday on a Raiders Monday, the head coach, Dennis Allen. Coach, you know, before we start talking about some of the issues that your team had yesterday, you know, the one thing that I took away, and we talked a lot about yesterday on the postgame show, was how well your defense played. It was 7-7 going into the half. You got three more sacks in this one. Talk about how your defense, Jason Tarver, all the pressure that you're bringing, your defense has really come a long way. Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, I think that's a tribute to uh, Jason Tarver and the defensive staff and what those guys are doing on defense. They've got the guys playing really hard. Uh, they're putting them in position to make plays. I think our uh, our defensive personnel and our players, I believe, are, are beginning to gain some confidence in themselves and and understand that they, uh, you know, that that they have a chance to be a pretty good defense. And 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 really, it boils down to continuing to execute and, and doing the things that you need to do. And uh, but uh, you. So all that being said, you know I think we all knew knew what type of game it was going to be, and, and really you want you know you got to be able to rise up in a couple of those situations and and uh, make them have to kick field goals when they get the ball in scoring position, and you know if we're able to do that, I think it's a different game. Uh, speaking of which, uh, you had one penalty on on your rookie uh, DB DJ Hayden that was that was costly in that regard. He's had a, a pick in the last couple of weeks. He's forced a fumble. We've seen some some promising developments. How how where is DJ Hayden now compared to where you had hoped he would be at this point in the season? Well, I'll say this. I'll say he's getting better. Um, you know, obviously he started behind the eight ball. The fact that he missed a lot of uh, the off-season program, he missed a lot of a lot of training camp, uh, and, and really. You know, I mean, we're we're six games into the season, but he really only got a chance to to play in two preseason games. So, uh, yeah, listen, like all rookies and all young players, he's growing. Uh, he's getting better. You see, him, he's making some plays. He still has some mistakes that he makes. That he makes. You know, I mean, obviously the the pass interference penalty there. He's in good position. If he just gets his head back, and you know, I think he kind of panicked a little bit. And if he just, you know, realize. You know that he's in great position. Get his head around and make a play on the ball. Then they probably don't call that. So uh, I think he's progressing. Um, I, again, I've said this all along that I think he's going to be a really good football player for us, and he just needs to continue to play. And the more he plays, the more experience he's going to get, and the better he's going to get. Coach, you say to us all the time, it's a next man up mentality. And by halftime, your whole offensive line—not one guy was playing a position that they played last year or were projected to play this year uh, you can say last man you know next man up but at what point when you say that well, we you, might be the next man up yeah, at this point yeah. you just don't have the guys <laughs> well, to really play no we were we were we were we were running out of men uh, yeah. so it's it's hard to get the next man up but but it is i mean listen nobody uh this nfl it's not a pity party you know i mean 
no nobody it doesn't nobody cares uh whether you got injuries or, or what you have to go through the uh the, the the bottom line in the NFL is is wins and losses and you got a job to do and we got to go out there and do our job yeah obviously there's things that you have to overcome some circumstances that come up within a game that make it uh a challenge i applaud those guys that went in there and had to had to go uh but but you know we uh, the end. Of the, the the bottom line is we didn't win the game, and uh, we got to figure out a way uh, to to overcome those uh, type of obstacles and and win football games. And you know, listen, uh, the guys have put themselves in position to win football games. Again, we're in another game where this is with four eighteen left to go in the game. It's a it's a one score game. Uh, you know, so the more our guys continue to put themselves in position uh, to win football games, uh, eventually we're going to start making those critical plays instead of making the mistakes that, that end up costing us. And, and when we do, we'll see the positive results. The three sacks were great to see. Alex Smith really never got comfortable the entire game. He was chased all day long. Our defense did a great job because they were out there a long time. We had a good defense, and it's just getting better. C.O. Moore, I mean, we got a lot of things to look forward to on this defense if we can keep adding key pieces and good, solid backups. Uh, you know, guys have to train at multiple positions uh, and be ready to go when they're called upon. And, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's just part of the part of the deal, and that's what we're dealing with uh, right now with the offensive line. Hopefully, with this bye week, our guys will have an opportunity to get uh, uh, to get healthy uh, and get a little bit rest. And we'll we'll begin to get some of these guys back, and and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll we'll be healthy and, and uh, be able to perform a little bit better. Don't get me wrong, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing good football, but not great football. Certainly not Super Bowl football. That's what I think anyway. The Raiders had a big contest ahead of them. It was a tough, tough deal to do. Uh, We had our shot, and we couldn't do it. Our offensive line is beaten, battered, and bruised. And hopefully in this bye week, we'll be able to get some of these guys back and give our offense a chance to move the football because when Terrell Pryor got some time, got some protection, and we can run the football, hey, man, when we played San Diego, we moved the ball down the field like I remember Rich Gannon doing. Bing, bang, boom. Terrell Pryor, brilliant against San Diego, a 135.7 quarterback rating. Yesterday, the three picks, he ends up having a 45.7 quarterback rating. Heading into the bye week, how do you evaluate your young quarterback after a tough loss yesterday? Well, listen, yesterday was a learning experience for him uh, to play in. You know, I mean, that was a tough environment against a really good defense. Uh, and, and, and yeah, he, you know, he, he, uh, uh, he struggled a little bit at times, you know. I, you know, early in the game, I thought there were some things that he really did well, and then uh, I think as the game wore on, I think their ability to kind of uh, get some pressure on him, uh, you know, forced him to make a few uh, bad decisions. You know, obviously the three interceptions were costly plays in the game, but listen, this kid's a young player. He's continuing to develop. He's continuing to grow. Uh, 
from everything that I've seen, whenever he's had a negative experience like that, he's always responded in a positive way and come back uh, stronger from it. And I, I fully anticipate he'll do the same thing. You'll have this week to kind of digest it a little bit, and then we get into the Pittsburgh week. Uh, where do you draw the line on Terrell trying to win the game and making smart decisions? Well, I think that's I think that's where we got to continue to work with him, uh, you know, as a young player. And obviously, I think I can do a better job of helping him in uh, in in those situations. Um, you know, I think I think we we have you know we all got to understand each game is going to be played out differently. Uh, that game yesterday was a game that we understood uh, that you know uh, the field position battle was going to be critical in the game, the turnover battle was going to be critical in the game, and those two things were, would have a major uh, part in determining the outcome of the game and 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 they did and we lost in both of those in both of those areas and that's where you know we've got to we've got to do a better job I've got to do a better job of you know stressing to Terrell that hey listen sometimes in a game like that okay it's better to throw the ball away it's better to punt the ball uh and and give your defense a chance to go out there and make a stop you know you look at 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 Alex Smith and and everybody calls him a game manager but what he's been able to do over the last three games is win football games because he doesn't make the critical mistakes that hurts his football team so uh you know i mean there's there's going to be times in the game where where you know you got to just say hey listen enough's enough and and cut your losses and be able to punt the ball away and not make the critical mistakes this team can do it. I know they can. We've seen it happen. So I'm looking forward to some of that against these next teams coming up because we actually have a schedule that is beneficial to us, man. We can win some damn games here. The Chiefs game was a lesson for Terrell Pryor and company. Let's move on and hope that we don't have to deal with anything like this the rest of the season. Faux show. Right, it's time for the pregame for the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Squealers. <laughs> the Steelers travel to Oakland, the Mecca, the Black Hole. I love it. A great home game, and as always, the Steeler fan will show up unlike the Bronco fan, the Chiefs fan, and the Charger fan, all who are sorely, well, not sorely missed, but are missed every time we play them, faux show. Now, the mainstream media will just love and be all over the fact that the Raiders have lost every post-bye week game for the last 10 seasons. They're going to say it every which way they can and try to drill it into your head. Forget it. Don't put any water in that bucket. It means nothing. Because the Steelers of late, last few seasons, have not done very well in Oakland. Even with a rookie quarterback, uh, I mean, we beat the Steelers uh, times when we probably shouldn't have. Second and 10 at the 11. 15 seconds on the clock. Play clock down to five. Gradkowski wants the snap and gets it. Here comes the blitz. Gradkowski up, throws, touchdown! Lewis Murphy 
with nine seconds to play. And the Raiders come away from Pittsburgh with a win. Janikowski on for a 44-yard attempt. Leckler will hold it. Janikowski sweeps the leg. He's got it. Raiders win. Dennis Allen, his first victory as a head coach. 34 to 31, the final. Happy birthday, Dennis Allen. Congratulations. 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter for Dennis Allen. That's what victory tastes like. The Raiders come from behind to defeat the Steelers. The Raiders always play the Steelers hard. I expect nothing less this Sunday. There are just a few obvious things that we need to have to win this game. We need to have an offensive line. Even if it's battered and bruised, we need to have some of these fellas back to make a difference like we did in San Diego. We also have to have some more involvement with our tight ends. Marcel Reese needs to be thrown in the mix because he was missing last game, and we need to have some tight ends that can catch the frickin' football. You know, we need to have some good offensive line play because I think that is our key to victory. Special teams need to just keep doing what they're doing because they're playing pretty good right now. On defense, man, we got to get after Roethlisberger. He's a tough cookie to pull down, man. He's hard to get to the ground, and he buys a lot of time for his receivers who, like ours, run around till they get open, and he makes those fantastic plays just like Pryor does. Very similar play. We have to have a strong defensive back showing in this game. I think we can get some picks off Big Ben for sure. As far as our defensive line goes, hey, Big Ben's been sacked 22 times this season. That's a lot. And I think we could get to him at least three or four times this game. I think I really do with Lamar Houston on one side and C.O. Moore. We have some blitz packages I've never seen before. They're amazing. They're really, really good. I, I have to put, take my hat off to Tarver uh, for making this defense because it's good. It's getting better every game. It's exciting, and it's something we can build on, man. It's something we can go forward with if we have a strong defense and we start building it and keep getting better at the D. That's one way I know we can win this game defensively. We just need to have the offense score 21 points. That's all we need. If we can do that, we can beat the Steelers in Oakland and get to three wins and move forward to try to build this record because we got some games we can win, folks. I know at the beginning of the season, it looked like the Steelers were going down in a ball of flames. They've collected themselves. Uh, quickly moving to the Oakland Raiders. Um, obviously, their group. Uh, that provides some concern for us for a lot of reasons, starting on offense. Uh, they got a quarterback that can create. Um, they're coming off of a bye week. Um, you you got to acknowledge that. Um, a team that's, that's coming off of a bye week has an opportunity to take a look at themselves, make necessary changes, or explore new things. So there will be an element of unknown in regards to that. Uh, specifically talking about Pryor, um, he's a guy to deal with. I think they utilize his skill sets nicely in their offense some zone read stuff, uh, some design runs, some pocket movements. 
Um, he's got nice touch on the ball, he's throwing a good deep ball, gotten behind some people, uh, really doing a nice job of staying within himself and, and, and working with the pieces that he has around him. His number one target is Moore, uh, young, talented, wide out out of Tennessee. They got a great rapport, particularly on possession downs and situational football. It looks like that's his first target. Um, he's putting on some good, putting some good stuff on tape. Obviously, we had an opportunity to see him last year and got, got some exposure to him. Second and goal, just short of the six-yard line. Raiders down by 10. Palmer in trouble. Palmer, rifle is. Touchdown! Denarius Moore! Carson Palmer keeps the play alive. And the Raiders inch closer to Pittsburgh. Spectacular catch by Denarius Moore, his first touchdown catch of the season. As Palmer gets away from trouble, then watch the layout here. Beautiful play by Palmer and Moore. Got some exposure to him. Uh, they got some unique, multi-talented, big athletic bodies, whether it's uh, Reese, um, a, a rookie from Tennessee, Rivera, uh, their fullbacks, their tight ends. Shoot, Reese has even run the ball some a couple weeks ago versus San Diego. He had quite a few carries. Uh, these guys can carry it. They can run. They can block. Um, their matchup problems. I think Reese was a former wideout uh, at the University of Washington, so he has that type of skill set. But couple that with the fact that he's 250 pounds and can run. Um, some of those guys, they, they utilize them nicely in their pistol. Um, in terms of blocking people interior and on the perimeter, slipping them out into the flats, misdirection passes and so forth. We got to be on the screws and we also got to be sharp in terms of the people that, that we employ to cover these men. Uh, they got some matchup issues there. Obviously McFadden is a quality runner. Uh, he rung the scoreboard up on us on a, on a long run last year. Uh, we know what he's capable of. Uh, we got to be prepared and understand that every time the ball snaps, he's capable of going yard. He has that type of talent pick, vision, and long speed. Uh, he's a quality player. Uh, defensively, um, I really think they're coming into their own collectively uh, uh, under their defensive coordinator, Coach Tarver. Man, they they got a multitude of things to prepare from the, to, to prepare for. This, this dime 32 package that they have with three down linemen, two linebackers, and the rest DBs. Uh, they got a variety of zone coverages and pressures out of that thing. Uh, if you get behind the chains and it's third and seven plus, uh, they dial a variety of things up, and, and it's a lot of fluid movement pre-snap. you got a lot of work to do in terms of sorting it out as the ball gets snapped, particularly if you're, you know, you're working in the gun and you got to locate the ball and deal with silent counts and things of that nature. It's created an awesome environment for them. Uh, I think the stats reflect that. There's a multitude of players that are registering sacks, linemen, linebackers, secondary. They've had some, a number of interceptions that you could describe in the same way. Um, up front, Houston is their guy. Um, he's the bell cow, if you will. He's a quality player. He's got a hot motor. He's very physical, very strong. Uh, they move him around some. He plays in the three-point. He plays in the two-point. Um, we got our hands full from a tackle standpoint, getting him blocked, and obviously the people that we choose to employ schematically to help those guys. Um, I think the, the interesting story about these guys are the secondary acquisitions, uh, starting with Woodson. Um, He's a legendary player, Hall of Fame caliber player. He's already been AFC Defensive Player of the Week once this year. Uh, he's playing free safety. He's a ball hawk. He's physical. Um, he blitzes well. He covers people. Um, he's just a really good football player. 
Um, Tracy Porter is a great coverage man outside at the cornerback spot uh, and a savvy defender inside as well in the nickel. Uh, they also picked up Mike Jenkins, a top quality veteran corner uh, from Dallas. Um, those guys allow some of the things that I described from a package standpoint to go on with their coverage ability. Um, they can stay close to people and they're good at it. Um, from a special team standpoint, obviously Janikowski is one of the best in the world as, at what he does and has been for a long time. Uh, this young punter they have, King, uh, is a very talented guy. I think he's at about 49 yards per kick and uh, really seems to have a live leg. And obviously, uh, Ford is their, is their return man. And not only in terms of what he does in the return game, we need to be aware of, um, but he, he's a gadget guy offensively, a reverse guy, a wide receiver screen guy, uh, things of that nature. He's got, he's got top flight speed. Uh, he's capable of really breaking you down uh, with his speed and quicks. Um, but it's a normal procedure for us. We've got to get back to business and, and start the preparation process and, and get ourselves ready to play and work on our issues and, and focus on being the very best that we can be uh, as we push forward towards Sunday. And let me remind all of us that on any given day, any given team could kick the shit out of another team that is unexpected to lose. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, it's time for the bone line, so let us get to it. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw your bones. Let's hear what you got to say. Hey, man, the Raider Nation speaks, and we all listen. Let me remind you, www.raidernationpodcast.com. Check it out. Listen, man, Randy does a great job. Our site is rocking. If you want Raider news, that is where you need to go and get you some. All right, let's go to the first caller of the show. Our first caller is DK Raider from Fontana. What is happening, my brother? Hey, Raider Gig. This is Raider DK from Fontana. Um, I was just called to say that as bad as the offensive line was horrendous, horrendous. You know, I saw the prior interview just, you know, a moment ago. I couldn't watch it earlier because, you know, I was upset by the Kansas City loss. Um, and, um, he, you know, he seemed humble. He said he called the wrong protection. He said, he, you know, I agree he did play like a rookie quarterback, but he, you know, he will be coming through for us, for the Raiders. He will be coming through for the Raiders. And, you know, I think he got served a bunch of humble pie during this game. And, you know, with the first game with the loud atmosphere, and it was loud, you know, I think he, you know, I think he'll pull through. Just, you know, we need to get better offensive linemen. That's what I think. Um, you know, you know, spend half the game on their ass. All right, then, Raider Greg, have a good one. Exactly. Offensive line, weak. You know, and the kid was just trying to make a play. He was trying to carry this whole team on his shoulders. And, yeah, he made some big mistakes, three interceptions. But, you know, this is part of the learning process. You know, this Peyton Manning was, was starting this way, too. I hate to even say that name, but good quarterbacks have to take a beating sometimes to shake their head free and focus them just a little bit more. I think that's what happened in Kansas City. I sure hope that uh, 
that he learned a lesson. I think he did. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller was Ruben. Rada Ruben from North Carolina, Salem, that is. What is going on, my brother? Let me hear it. Rada Greg. Uh, this is Ruben calling from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I want to send a special shout-out to Money Man Raider. Before I used to hear his takes and thought he was full of shit. But you know what? I'm, I'm becoming one his number one fan. Why? Because this guy, he was right about Terrell Pryor the whole time. And right about Dennis Allen, mainly. This motherfucking Dennis Allen doesn't give two shits about his offense. And when Terrell Pryor leads a team into a victory or a pretty good win during a loss, he gives them praise. All types of licking his asshole. But the guy still doesn't do anything to help Terrell Pryor in his development and becoming an elite quarterback. So if not an elite quarterback, a good quarterback in the NFL. Money man, my apologies. Fuck Dennis Allen. Go Raiders. Well, yes, of course. The character, the man. Money man has spoken. I love the guy, man. He is a character on this show. We got to have him. And yeah, he was right. And I had to eat some humble pie, if you know what I'm saying. Because uh, he was right. Now, I don't know about Dennis Allen. The jury's still out. I got a lot of questions, but we got to wait till the season ends, man. We can't uh, eh, we can't just throw everybody out at one time. So let's just observe Allen the rest of the year and see what goes down, that is. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, the man, the myth. One of my favorite callers, man. You got to know this guy. That's right. Money Man has spoken Yeah, this is Money Man that's spoken. Shaking my head, Raider Greg. Greg, that was a bunch of bullshit. We saw that yesterday. Real ugly. Yeah, my boy Terrell Proud, he really made some key mistakes. That boneheaded interception. What the fuck are you doing, Terrell? Man, come on. You can't throw that ball up there like that. Your defense is playing so damn good. The defense played good enough that it Better decisions were made in that game. We had a chance, man. We had a chance. But Terrell fucked it up, throw the interception, and, you know, the rest is history. He's going to have to learn from that. That's the second game he's done that in. He got a pass in the Indianapolis game, but this game, no, there's no excuse for that. I can't let that go. And, yeah, he was a goat on that. But I will say this, though. There some things that happened prior to that in which I am not pleased at all because I believe they played a role as well 
and one being the something that has been occurring all season long is that big fat sorry ass Polish sausage that continues to miss field goals that he has been making his entire career. Fifty one yard field goal ready, Greg. That's a chip shot in this league. Why in the fuck did this son of a bitch cannot make them now? Are we going to put a damn mask of Leckler on Marquette King's head? We're going to have to do something because this son of a bitch cannot make a field goal no more. He makes that field goal with the touchdown we got right after that. We could have been up 10 nothing, And maybe the offense could have been more conservative with a two-score lead. This shit has got to stop. You cannot just keep giving away points like that, especially in Arrowhead. No, this shit cannot go on, man. We got to do something about this son of a bitch. And our rookie cornerback, Raider Greg, he, I know it's a story behind him and all him been split open and everything, but they just splitting his ass open on the damn field every game, man. DJ Hay needs to be fucking benched, man. He needs to be on that damn pan because he is, he personally gave him that damn touchdown himself right before the half. Missing tackles, giving up long passes, and then that stupid ass damn PI. I'm like, that set Kansas City up. They didn't have to do anything to get that touchdown. I'm like, come on, man. You just can't give up a damn easy ass. No TD like that. That's bullshit. I don't give a damn what round he was drafted in or the story that's behind him. If the son of a bitch cannot make plays, he needs to be off the damn field. And I don't know why the fuck Reggie drafted him anyway. Here we got Phillip Allen. Phillip Allen is better than him. That's who needs to be starting in that position. Get his ass off the field. The Jets bench D. Milner, their number one pick, and he was taking half. Then DJ was. You know why they benched him? Because the motherfucker wasn't doing shit on the field. That's the same thing with Hayden. Put his bitch ass on the damn pine until he can make some plays. But, man, it was an ugly game. Yes, it was. I'm just so fucking pissed off at how it went down because it was a winnable game. And, you know, we got a bad week. We got to get some fucking offensive linemen. These motherfuckers cannot block for shit. Can't open a hole. Can't pass protect. We got to do something about that. Reggie going to get off his big red ass and get out there and bring some people in here that can block for Darren McFadden and pass block for Terrell Proud. Give them some running lanes. They don't have any. That's bullshit, man. This has been going on all season long. It just went against Kansas City. It's been against every damn team we play. That bullshit got to stop, too. Ready to get your ass up and do something, you fat fuck. But in saying all this, man, I'm going to let you go and get on down and rest my ass because, boy, I am so wide. And saying all this shit, I'm out. Got some good points there, my man. Jano Choke on a Fish Bonesky has been a little bit loose with that cannon of his, so I think he can get it together. I think it's the holder and him and a little emotion as well. You better get over and start making some field goals, I agree. <laughs> Reggie, 
Get off your big red ass. I'm loving that. We should have got some offensive linemen last year. And this Hayden call, I'm still not. Listen, man. Good story, like you said. He could become something great. Let's hope. Let's just hope it starts like right away because we need to see it like this next game. They're throwing at him every single game. And I agree, man. He's getting beat. He's getting losing. He's not tackling well. Um, I hope they uh, don't hold on to him too much because Adams is much better at that position. Thank you for the call, brother. Our next caller, Raider Dan from Kansas City. Look, man, he calls every season. He calls about this game in particular. Very emotional Raider fan. Check him out. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Man, what the fuck was that? You know, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. You know, Terrell Pryor, he played with a lot of heart. But third and 48. What the fuck was the play call? Look, just run the goddamn ball. Punt the fucking ball. Keep playing defense. Not like Alex the bitch Smith was doing any fucking thing. Wasn't doing shit. Just getting sacked all day. Great, great. Olsen in that fucking play call. Man, the defense laid out on the field every fucking game, man. First play of the game. See move. Sack that bitch. Oh, no, he sacked the bitch. Hit motherfuckers in the backfield. Play good defense, man. You know, Daenerys Moore catch the fucking ball. I was thrown too low. Fuck that shit. Catch the fucking ball. Interception. Demo. It's your fucking fault, man. Draw him on the ball. The fucking DB did. You know, but, hey, we're we going get to these, get these holes. Get these bitches at home. We're going to take them out. Fuck the Chiefs. Man, they got a good defense. I give them that much. Fuck that offense. Fuck the Chiefs. This is ready, Dan. I'm out. Fuck that shit. Fuck all them Chiefs fans at work, too. You got to love Raider Dan from KC. I do. I love his passion. I love what he's got to say, man. You know, it was just a game that got away. And uh, the field goal, missed field goal was... It started just to go south, and then it just pummeled way south. And so what? It's one game. Kansas City ain't going nowhere, like you said, because I think they're a paper tiger too, brother. And we will see what happens towards the rest of the season, especially the playoffs. Did they get in there? Forget about it. They ain't going nowhere. Well, thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Radar 1375 hailing from Houston, Texas, letting us have it for real. What's up, man? Raider Gray, this is Sir King 75, the only Raider that you know on the on the Houston coast. That's gonna give it to you real. I'm giving it to you real. This is this is this is bad, man. I I really thought that I was gonna have a whole bunch of positive things to say today about our Raiders, man. You know, this is a it's an organization that I have much respect for, much love. Uh, 
I had a lot of admiration for Al, and, uh, you know, is I really hate to see it like this. I know Al is probably doing a world spin in his, in his, in his casting right now, but I tell you what, he'd have reason to. Um, it looked like we were playing total solid ball. I mean, all the way around that first half, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, to me, Kansas City didn't look good at all. It actually looked like a subpar team next to us. You know, Alex Smith wasn't too confident, and we kind of rattled him. Uh, we had a couple of sacks on him, you know, kept him out of position. And and then after that, you know, it just seemed like the handle fell loose. It seems like that Dennis Allen doesn't really have a firm, firm grip on the team's conduct and, and the discipline like, you know, it appears to with the mediocre teams. You know, now we play a 5-0 and team, and, you know, and then we're exposed. And I hate that. And I really, what I really hate and what I'm really afraid of is our future quarterback, which is Terrell Pryor, the guy I've been behind since Ohio State and believed in when he first got here, you know, and I believed that he would be a starter. And I was happy that they finally opened their eyes and saw it, that he might get hurt because of this paper thin line. Look at this, man. This offensive line is, man, they couldn't handle a high school team. This is ridiculous. And I know that a lot of, players are getting hurt and, and, you know, we're having to do a lot of patchwork. But, I mean, this is the NFL. You have to be able to step up and play at the NFL level, no matter who you are. I mean, are they getting these guys off the street corner? What are they getting them from? It's ridiculous. I can't believe this, man. We got to get together a line strong enough to protect Terrell because other than that, we're going to make him look like a fool. Here he goes on, and he, he predicts that we will make the playoff. This is a guy that's pouring his whole heart into the team. He, he he wants to lead us to victory, and I believe he has the talent and the skill set to do it. And I want him to do it. I want him to be able to do it. And I want to stand up and cheer and proud and put it in all these haters' face. You know, all these Raider haters out here, they love to see us, you know, down. And I'm sick and tired of hearing it over and over and over and over again. I'm tired of hearing it. You know, nobody believes in us. You know, they want to make us a laughing stock. The NFL NFL station, they don't want to give us no respect. Half the time, they barely want to mention it. Since we have Terrell, now we're finally getting a little notability. But that's, this is not the type of notability that I want. So I advise the brass to step up, put together a line that is decent enough to protect our future quarterback. We have to have this. And also defense, quit the silly turnover. Look, my dog is pissed off. She's she, 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 she wants to jump on it and say a little something, too. She watched the game. I probably had a, a paw of her eyes half the time. But enough about me, Randy Raven, Raider Greg. I, I, I really enjoy uh, the show, man. I, 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 I've uh, left a comment earlier before the game, a little pre-prep talk. I was kind of really, you know, fired up. I wanted to see something good. And I did the first half, but then after that, it kind of fell apart. So uh, that's it. That's pretty much it. I just want us to go ahead and, and get this, pull this together. Cause it's part of the product, and I don't want to be embarrassed, you know, any more than we have. And I know Brett Mason is pissed off about it. So, all right, man, I'm out on that note. First off, let me thank you for the props. We love doing our show because we love you guys. Now, the second thing is, I don't believe, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't believe they really focused on offense as much as they did defense this year. In all ways, the defense has really improved. It's paid off, and I'm really happy to see that. But the offense has gotten the short end of the stick, I can see. Our offensive line is beaten and battered, and we didn't expect these injuries. But you have to expect some on these linemen. You have to. 
That's why there's so many teams with depth, something we've been sorely missing for many years. Let's not forget our last top-round pick on the offensive line was Gallery, who was less than great and got booted off the Sea Hags uh, like his first season. So, you know, we haven't done very well in the trenches on the O-line, and I don't think until we do that we're going to really have a lot of success. Uh, we'll see. We need to really get some big boys in here that can push this line. It all happens right there. Thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. And next we have New Jersey Raider Nation, and he needs to be <laughs> – he needs some decompression after this game. He was there, and, uh, well, I'll just let you be the judge of this call. Pretty damn funny. What's up, man? Hey, Randy and Raider Greg, this is New Jersey Raider Nation. David Kay thought I'd call on a Tuesday where I'm a little less – crazy, a little more calm down. I'm over here in Kansas City, where I've been since Saturday. Went to the game. Um, all right, a couple things real quick. What happened to the passing game? We scored on a pass. After that, there were no slants. There were no, no passes, no nothing. Just a bunch of McFadden running in the middle again and just getting tackled. So I don't know what the hell that is. I just don't understand it. Jesus. Uh, I don't know, man. Seabass. Uh, well, what the fuck? All right. So, other than the Raiders, which I thought played pretty good the first half, let me mention something about this noise shit. I was in that damn place from the morning until night they talked about the noise. In the morning they advertised, bring, bring your voices, people. Scream like girls. Literally, that's what they were advertising in the, in the news. They weren't supposed to bring whistles or horns or anything, but they did. I had some jackass blowing his whistle in my ear the whole time. Almost fucking killed him. But I didn't. But you know what? It's a bunch of shit. You know, I don't understand how it is. If you go to a stadium that it rains all the time, both teams have to deal with it. If you go to a stadium that's at high altitude, they both have to deal with it. But if you go to a stadium where they yell in your ear so that you can't have one of the standard parts of, of either hearing, feeling, or smelling they, these the senses. It's ridiculous. You're bringing in uh, an artificial uh, part of the environment. You're changing the environment artificially. Uh, and, and it's only for one team. And it used to be where they used to throw a flag. What the fuck happened to that? I think this is totally unfair. Not every stadium's built the same, so not every team can do this. I, it was pathetic. I'm talking so loud, and you know, the fact is they even advertised after that on, on the news that the, the, the crowd won them the game. The crowd was the one that helped them win the game. Well, that's a bunch of shit. Because if you can't win with your team, I thought it was about football. Thoroughly depressed. And then again, that fucking inter that interference call changed the way the, the, the game was going in the first half. Should have been up with 7 nothing. Anyway, I don't know. What's the ruling? What's the fucking ruling? Are you allowed to make so much noise that only when my office is out there that the, that the, the ground should rumble? Is that okay? I, if I, can I just send a bunch of guys in back of them with air horns? Only for when they're doing their offense. Can we just blow air horns in their ear until they can't hear anything? Is that okay? Fucking depressed. I can't wait till they come to Oakland. I hope we beat the shit out of them. They're so full of themselves here. It's not a great team. And please, you know what, McFadden, I'm sorry, you're done. 
give everybody else a try. I don't understand why they don't spread it around. Where did the passing go? We had one long ball he threw on the, the, the back of his feet. I mean, what, what happened? What, what was going on with, the, with, our, with our quarterback? I mean, I like the guy and everything. And just, just what happened to the passing game? We need a week off. My blood pressure needs a week off. New Jersey Raider Nation out. Well, to be real, man, we lost our O-line. We lost all communication and the calling of the plays. I mean, it it fell right away. But the first half, we played good football. Hell, the Kansas City Chiefs were exposed after that game. That was a real big time. They're going to have a real hard time from here on, I believe, just because of what the Raiders did to them. Now, I just can't, I can't defend the quarterback. I'm not going to. But you can't play a game without an offensive line. You just can't. And we couldn't run. We couldn't pass. We couldn't do anything. And McFadden, I'm sure, is gone. He doesn't seem like he has the heart for it. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's running with that that passion and power. So he's probably done, too. That's okay, man. We got money to spend. We have draft picks. We got some things going on next year that'll be better. I appreciate the call, brother. It's pretty funny. Next, we have Raider Matt from Southern Illinois. Raider Matt, what is happening, my brother? Raider Griggs, Raider Matt, down here in Southern Illinois. Just got back from the Kansas City game uh, yesterday. Um, wow, uh, lost. Yeah, we lost. I kind of expected that. But we didn't look too bad. You know, honestly, up to the third quarter, Seabass shanked Philco. He's uh, doing that a little more than... I'm comfortable with these days. Uh, Terrell Fryer. Well, I'll just make a comment about him. Uh, wasn't for that guy. These little blips of, of glory, I'm not sure we'd be having because that guy ran the entire game. I think he got stacked like 10 times, but Lord, there's only so far you can run. You can't run for four quarters straight. Um, my biggest comment, my biggest uh, uh, bit on the whole experience was I've never been able to go to a home game in Oakland. That's a dream. Some days we'll make it. Uh, been to several away games, um, Indianapolis, uh, Dallas, and Houston over the years. And uh, first time in Kansas City. Man, that place is loud. They set a world record there. Guinness Book of World Record. But, man, you talk, talk about what a gimmick. What a gimmick. Every time the Raiders were coming on, and they led most of the game, honestly, um, every time they were coming back on, they'd start – putting his Guinness Book World Record attempt, uh, cheating? I, I, I don't know. No. <laughs> but, uh, boy, that, what a gimmick. What a gimmick. But, hey, proud of my Raider Nation. Every game I've ever been to, there's a lot of silver and black out there, a lot of people. It's it's awesome. You know, even over a decade, brother, even over a decade, there's still just the fans come out in droves. It's an awesome thing. It's a good feeling, and I loved every second of it, win or lose. Raider Nation forever. I'm out. You know, Matt, that is so very true. The Raider Nation travels huge. No matter what we do on our record, the nation seems to show up and party like we do. It's a great thing. I agree. Every game I've ever been to, it's been amazing to see the Raider Nation doing their thing. It's a blast. And it happens there at KC as well. And the noise. Hey, listen, I wish our stadium was made so that it could focus all that noise too. I'd love 
that to be an advantage. Our stadium's old, and maybe our new stadium will be a lot different and allow us to do the same thing to these Chief fans. Um, yeah, whatever on KC. They're not going to get that same advantage when they come to Oakland. And trust me, they are coming to Oakland, as you should too, Matt. You should make a point of it. There ain't nothing like it, brother. Thanks for the call. And next, my very good brother, the season ticket holder, the man at the barbecue, the bad boys barbecue as well, my good brother, Juan Jorge, the bandito. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Blader Gray? This is Bandito calling in. And I just wanted to call in and, you know, talk a little bit about my experience this year going to Arrowhead in Kansas City. Man, I had a blast, you know, uh, hanging out with Black Widow and, um, you know, just being with the Midwest Raider Nation. I mean, you've been out there. You know how fun it is. And, you know, we all had a good time. And we were tailgating. We were bringing the Raider Nation to Kansas City. And best believe, you know, I brought the Cali flavor. And uh, I brought the West Coast flavor out. We were all having a good time. We were partying. I mean, I can't tell you how many Chiefs drove by and, and, and just stared at me, not because I was a Raider fan, just because they're like, wow, wow, we're not used to seeing, like, uh, we're, we're not used to seeing, you know, that many dressed fans out here or something. Um, it, it was crazy. Uh, I can't tell you how many eyes were laid on, on our group. And, you know, it was beautiful. It, it's a rivalry. And, uh, it's a great rivalry. It's one of the greatest ones in the NFL. It's, it's gotten lost over the last years, but, you know, it, it'll get restored. Um, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they're doing very, very well. They're playing good football, um, and, and, and we're trying to get back there. You know, we're trying to trying to build up to, to where they're at um, and, and be competitive and consistent in winning on a, on a weekly basis. But, man, I, I had a great time. As far as the game goes, obviously, you know, I wish we would have won. And um, the first half was absolutely what I expected from us. I, th I thought uh, we played solid. I thought we had them exactly where we wanted them. Going in the halftime, I don't know what the hell happened right after that. Uh, the offensive line just decided to, to quit. Um, they they looked like they were on roller skates working for fucking Sonic or wherever the hell they were roller skates at. Um they were getting pushed around all day. They were forcing Terrell Pryor uh, to make bad throws. Our running game was non-existent. Uh, our defense played a solid game, and and you can't you can't put the blame on the defense for for not being able to contain Jamal Charles, even though Jamal Charles was their whole offense. I, they uh, they couldn't really do much more than give the ball to Jamal Charles. But since our offense couldn't sustain drives, our defense was out there more. So I'm I'm happy with our defense performance. I, I think our offense, you know, let us down. But without an offensive line, you can't really do much. When you don't have a running game, you can't really do much. I mean, that's just the way it is, especially facing a defense like the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, other than that, I had an amazing time. It, it, it was truly, truly, truly fun going back to the big sombrero in Kansas City. Um, you know, I, I saw X Factor. I know you know X Factor. You interviewed him in Oakland. And, uh, you know, he shook my hand, and he he was cool. Um, you know, I posted a video. Uh, they were doing a little a little rain dance, and I jumped right in the middle of it. And, you know, it was all in good fun. And, and 
you know, it, it was definitely a funny video to post for the Raider Nation. Um, I definitely can't wait to go back to Kansas City again. It, it's it's definitely a place everybody has to go to. Um, I really don't think the barbecue is that good. I'm sorry. I've I've had better barbecue, and it's, it's not that good in Kansas City. I think it's overrated. One thing that I really, really wanted to comment on is their stupid little let's beat the world record for outdoor stadium noise. That's bullshit, Greg. It was loud. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to undermine that stadium or that fan base at all. What I do want to undermine and what I do want to say is complete bullshit is how they did it. They had their little uh, meters that measure the noise. I don't know the name right off the top of my head. They had it right next to us in the end zone. There was They had the cheerleaders. They had staff. They had anybody on the field that was out there huddled around those, those little meters. They all had cones, and they were yelling at the top of their lungs into those meters. So regardless of how loud the stadium is, those meters have people yelling into the meters right then and there inches away. So to me, that's kind of cheating. You're not measuring the stadium noise. You're having people come over and yell into some meters. I mean, that that to me is complete bullshit. When Seattle beat it, they didn't try. They just did it. Yes, their stadium in Seattle is built for the noise, but they still did it. They didn't, they didn't have meters. They didn't have people huddled around it. Um, you know, so I, like it, it felt to me like the fans, the Chiefs fans that were sitting around that section, uh, were more interested in yelling into those meters than they were actually about watching the game. And again, do not get re- get me wrong, it was loud. It was really, really loud. I mean, Arrowhead gets loud. Um, it's something that I haven't. I'm not used to though. It gets loud in Oco too. It gets loud in Oakland. Believe me, Raider Nation gets loud. But they got loud that game, and it's definitely, out of all the away games I've been to, definitely the loudest this game. Um, and it was louder than Atlanta last year, and Atlanta has a dome. So other than that, though, I had an amazing time. I had the Chiefs fans were very, very cool to me. They were very welcoming. Of course, there was some bad apples, but that's just the way it is. You know, it's a, it's a heated, hated division rivalry. There's always going to be some bad apples, but... You know, I had a lot of people come up to me at the end of the game, shake my hand, wish me a safe flight home to Oakland. You know, they could all see my season ticket lanyard, um, and, and they know that I was a season ticket holder in Oakland. So, um, you know, they, they all appreciated the fact that I came out to watch the Raiders uh, play in a different city in a different state. So um, that that's love right there. You know, I, it was very, very cool to get to show them what the Raider Nation is all about. And we're not just some thugs. We're not just some convicts. You know, we're actually people – I love to watch the sport of football. So um, I had an amazing time. You know, I, I can't wait to do it again. Um, and, you know, that's all i got to say about that. This is Bandito, and I'm out. Well, there you go, man. Right from the Bandito himself, I will say Kansas City is a blast. Their tailgate's awesome. The Raider Nation shows up huge in Kansas City. So, yes, you can have a blast there. And I'll tell you, man. The people are so, so very cool. Glad you had a good time. Sorry about the game. The noise thing, man, whatever. I mean, it, every stadium has their noise factor. And listen, man, this is the NFL. If that's going to bug you, you better get out. Better go sell some flowers because uh, you got to be able to put up with all that stuff. Our team played well, I think, for the circumstance. I'm hoping we got some guys back this week. 
I will see you in the parking lot, my brother, for sure. Our next caller is Raider Maniac. And this call we've had on the line for a while from San Diego, but he was there. So I think it's important we listen to his jubilation because we did do a great job that game. And Josh Freeman did get signed by the Vikings. What is up, my brother? This is Raider Maniac. Four good things happened on Sunday. The Raiders won. I got to see NFL history. I got to see my all-time favorite player, Lester Hayes, light the torch. And the Vikings signed Josh Freeman. Go Raiders. That was a fabulous night and a great game for sure, man. What a game. Thanks for the call, man. Always good. And our last caller, but never least, Matty Raider from Albany, New York. I like his take. Check it out. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, just a few quick things because I know the bone line will be jumping uh, considering there's no podcast. Um, well, long podcast last week. Uh, Matt Flynn is gone. He is garbage. Um, I mean, that point has been... Uh, pretty solidified he was a bum um glad that actually i'm glad actually reggie was man enough to cut his losses and uh that was it i thought uh prior could have played that redskins game but uh i think they wanted to see what they had in flynn we saw it he's garbage he's gone don't let the door hit you in the ass partner um the chargers game that was great um the one thing i don't like though is the fucking prevent defense um tarver I hate that shit. You get that sinking feeling like it's like the 2008-2009 uh, uh, Oakland Raiders where you just know you're going to lose. You know you're going to lose, and I hate that feeling right at the end. And with that being said, let's continue to step on their neck when we get momentum going. I don't know why it's like we take our foot off the gas. Just go. We got, you know, 21 points. Go for 42 points. Enough. Just keep going. I hate it. We're like, oh, we got a lead. Uh, we're, we're good. No, you're not good because so many times we've let teams come back. We've seen it time and time again. So, Olsen, get your head out of your ass. Tarver, get your head out of your ass. Hey, Reggie, stick to uh, drafting or, or picking, I should say, uh, picking up linebackers because you can't pick quarterbacks, guy. You're done. You're horrible. All your picks are horrible, all right? If it wasn't for prior, this fucking team would be 0-5. All right, that's it. I'm out. Go Raiders. I love this take, especially being the last take, because I love to comment on the fact of the prevent defense, which isn't, by the way. It's just a two-back set, or, you know, Tampa two. And so, yeah, it looks like they're trying to stop the, the big play, and, yeah, we get burned. I say pressure, pressure, pressure. I've seen it before. But statistically, that is the safest play. So however you want to play your defense, I guess that's how it goes. I think Tarvis should dial up some some blitzes in between this Tampa 2 thing. But, hey, he has to learn. I can't stand it either. And Olsen, I swear, if we get a lead and you sit on it again, I hope you sit on a black mamba if you know what I'm saying. Man, we got to keep going 
keep scoring. I would love to be like those Bronco hoes and slap 40 on every team at the very least. That's what we should be doing. We shouldn't be slowing down and holding the clock. Bullshit. Play the game. Get ahead so far that then you can relax. Get ahead so far that if you get a 15-yard penalty, it doesn't kill you and make you lose the game. That's all I'm going to say about that. Thanks for the call, brother. I agree totally with what you got to say. McKenzie, jury's still out, but man, on shaky ground, faux show. Red Raider fans, we got the Steelers coming up next. We should be able to beat them, but it's not going to be easy. It should be a great contest and a great game. I expect some of our linemen back. Wisniewski, I expect back. And who knows? Maybe the big man, Valdir, will be making an appearance. Who knows? Menlik Watson. We got to get some guys back to work. We got to get them on the J-O-B. This offense needs to step up because the defense has, and they're standing tall and doing a damn good job of it. We got to get the O involved. Special teams is pretty solid. Hey, man, we're on the edge. We need to go over the damn edge and start winning some damn football games. I think we can do it if we get the right guys back to work. That is it. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.